0: The break of sunrise. Yeah, oh, come on, let's sing. everyone and welcome to today's episode of the graveyard shift today we are joined by our guest star emma morgan how are you doing hi i'm doing great thank you guys for having me Hell yeah yay and me and natalia just got back from our spring break trip to new orleans spring break yeah we did natalia Um, was sick the entire time (laughs) yes i may have caught a cold on the second day that we were there yeah. And I was incapacitated for the rest of the trip. And I continued to be today. So, But she sure did do her best. I did. You know, in between, I, I had to lay down between every activity that I, I was a part of. But Yeah, it was constant nap time. But we did go yes. on a lot of tours and learn a bunch of supernatural and true crime things that we thought we would share with you guys today. And although Emma wasn't there, we told her to Google it anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the topic was aliens, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> this is a rough first day for you. But <laughs> I, I prepared some things, so we'll be all good. Oh, good. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, Emma, would you like to, as our guest of honor, start off the show with your research or with one of your stories? Sure. Yeah, just get us started. Um, so the first thing I looked into was called the Delphine Orleans Hotel. And basically, this is in the heart. Did you guys visit this one? The Delphine New Orleans Hotel. Uh, I don't heard think so, of it. but yeah, we heard about it. Was on that one of the, of the brothels? Yeah. Okay, we definitely uh, would buy it on the tour with the old guy who looked like Fred Armisen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So basically, this hotel started as a few brothels in this part of the French Quarter in like the 17 or 1800s. I guess it was like the only place in the city where um, prostitution was legalized. So they could kind of do whatever they want over there and so there are two hotels one of them was a may bailey's brothel which was like (gasps) a very put together establishment compared to the other brothels they also serve really good drinks oh (laughs) well one of the things i guess um so this one didn't have as much drama going on there but apparently to this day in that brothel at the bar men say that they can feel someone grabbing their leg underneath underneath the bar counter yeah there was a thing in like a lot of the haunted bars in New Orleans all the ghosts wanted like sexually harassed men and it was kind <laughs> yeah of did you look did you see the Millie Bailey story when you no into it there was a whole thing with May Bailey's where um so the person who started May Bailey's who was named May Bailey she, her family was like going under so she decided to start a brothel and her little sister Millie Bailey didn't want to be a part of it at all but she had to to make money and so she was well known for like purposely not doing a good job in her services so people wouldn't ask for her and stuff and so eventually she was supposed to get out of that life because she was supposed to marry like a soldier I forget exactly what he was Um, yeah one of the I think he was a client at one point because it was mostly soldiers like yeah and dudes random dudes that would that were only there for a short period of time that would come in to the brothels exactly and they were engaged to be married and she was so excited to get out of this life, and then she he yeah, got shot at like down the street at some uh, what place was it? it? Was like it was, it was like, a gambling, gambling yeah, he was gambling right before their wedding day, right? Yeah, Aww. and so she was known for like they think she haunts the streets now, like wearing her wedding dress, like crying. And they said she just walks up and down the streets, and apparently that's what she actually did while she was alive for days. Yeah. yeah sorry not to interrupt i got excited and you totally stole her thunder <laughs> well and now i'm going to the next one which is across the street this is the other part that's part of the dauphine hotel now it's called the white elephant and it was like the exact opposite of may bailey's which was like an upright establishment but at this one all the women there would just kind of like they weren't they were prostitutes obviously but mostly they would just lure men in and then like beat the shit out of them As and murder should. them yeah so and they it's would steal sick. their money so this one is supposed to be a lot more haunted guests who stay at this part of the hotel hear men like walking around in the middle of the nights. Lots of murder. Also, one of the women there, she I don't know exactly how she did it, but she got arrested 24 times, like <laughs> killed a lot of men. Sounds by like luring them cousin. in and then convince the same men <laughs> wait what you want to unpack that real quick or- <laughs> did I not show you the picture of my like very distant cousin with the side pony like she got oh, arrested oh yeah I thought I you meant had, the had like luring man. and murdering men part no but- no no well maybe she did. <laughs> we didn't find out why she got arrested it was, it was assault and battery of police officers oh so-, <laughs> oh so it is the same thing this woman gouged a police officer's eyes out oh my, <laughs> my gosh yeah. oh reincarnated well she's Oh, I was going to say my cousin's still alive, but no, you're talking about her. <laughs> <right? laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> Your cousin is the incarnate of this yeah. prostitute, her name?
1: Uh, woman of the night. Eliza
0: Riddle. Of Eliza Riddle. Yeah. I love her. Continue. Yeah, but she also, while she was in prison, she convinced the same men that she would like beat and rob and steal to help break her out of prison. <laughs> And then she got them all sent to prison, too. That's so sick. Queen. No. She's an entrepreneur. I know. I feel like these women didn't really even do anything wrong. So. <laughs> Not really. No. And also, the French Quarter, like, specifically that street of brothels, was kind of like a free-for-all back then, so they probably didn't really face any repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them were Confederate soldiers, too. Oh. Who like, oh. yeah. get them. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. it was. It was sort of a lawless place because... As every history tour we went on when we were there, they first stated, like, okay, New Orleans started as a colony of criminals and prostitutes from France. Yeah, that's the only way they could get people over there because apparently um, they were like, oh, can we take some people from French to, like, inhabit this new land? And the From French. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, as they say. Um, and they were like, sure, um, You can have some of our citizens and then only sent criminals, which is why. Well, yeah, because the King of France, I don't, it was one of the Louis. Um, I don't remember which one, but he was he didn't want to like, invest a lot of money in New Orleans because it was just swampy. And he was like, you know what? I don't want to waste my time on this place. Yeah. So he's like, but we can reach an agreement. I'll send you the prostitutes and the. <laughs> And the criminals, how's that? Um, I think that happened with a lot of southern states, too, where it was just, like, prison awesome. colonies. Yeah. And I know that specific huh. street you're talking about, Mae Bailey herself actually paid off all the police officers, so every time they would try to arrest people in the brothel, like, they wouldn't. They would just come in, and then, like, at one point, she'd just start paying them, like, a fee mm-hmm. every month so that she, they, oh, would, yeah. they wouldn't have to keep coming back. And that was, like, the only, uh, like... I mean, it wasn't officially... This but the first and only prostitution permit or permit for a brothel. Yes. Like the and they still have States. it like hanging up. Yeah yeah, 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 Did mm-hmm. you see it when you went in, Jordan? Oh, I went straight for the bar. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> understandable. <laughs> the drinks were so good though, guys. I really I wish I wasn't like too sick to go. <laughs> but yeah, you came back pretty sloshed after that, so I did. But anyway. 10 um, out of 10. Yeah. Wow, okay. So maybe, like, sorry, we keep, like, dragging you off course. No, that that was what I had for that. Okay. Time, so. Huh. Hmm. We're such know-it-alls, I all. know. <laughs> you guys are experts. I feel like I missed a lot. Yeah. You're such losers. <laughs> this is why we invite you on the show. Is what, this is what we do. We go on spring break and we go on history tours. Because <laughs> we're cool. We went to one fancy restaurant and me and Natalia were... <laughs> so slosh that we were like they got there i mean natalia were like yeah let's talk about <laughs> pegging and everyone was like let's oh God. not again <laughs> didn't you guys do listening this at the guy Fieri's too <laughs> oh probably it comes up pretty often we always cuz it's such a thing there's so many it's different it's such a like fun topic of conversation there's always new information yeah you there's all constant research coming in, in the <laughs> pegging community <laughs> yes Anywho, uh, uh, maybe, <laughs> I don't know how much of this is allowed on WECB, so let's move on. Move on. Natalia, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? Uh, you can go next. Okay. So I did my research on the Axeman of New Orleans, which we did learn quite a bit about. Yes. We went on this one tour. <laughs> it was a true crime tour. The t- tour guy's name was Bobby. He was awesome. He was awesome. At one point, he was just our friend. Yeah. Um, And we asserted our dominance over him by he was listing off his rule and he said no peeing on each other because apparently that happened before. But we argued with him about whether or not it was fair of him to tell us we could pee on each other. <laughs> And then he was like, okay, I trust you guys. And so we only did half the tour because he was giving us all this, like, background information, like, inside scoops on, like, on anything. things. Yeah. So he told us, like, if we wanted to do the second half of the tour to come back, but within two hours, we'd only done, like, half it. Yeah. And he also... um sent george a video of him yelling at him on how to make mashed potatoes so he was pretty dope yeah oh he gave george tips on mashed potatoes yeah, he gave him yeah. a step-by-step as well as That's something good. else that we cannot mention on air yeah. <laughs> well we've already mentioned pegging i oh whatever. <laughs> I <don't think>. um <laughs> he threatened to take sex away from george um <laughs> Over mashed potatoes, Over, he, Bobby withheld his body <laughs> from George. <laughs> he said, "No bussy till you get this right." Oh my <laughs> god! Except he said differently. I think I can say bussy. On yeah, I don't the radio. know if that's like a bad word. No, it's a fake word. <laughs> Not possible. So anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. The sorry. Axeman of New Orleans. Emma, did you watch American Horror Story? Yes, I did. Season oh, three. Yeah. Coven, so yeah. he comes up in Coven. I mean, the whole thing's new. Orleans. I also was obsessed with BuzzFeed Unsolved at the time. They yeah, he. Put they, out they also this did an episode. episode on him. Period. Yeah. So his whole thing was, um and I was quite drunk when this was explained to me, so I had to research it. And if you guys know anything that I don't remember, please remind me. But essentially, his whole thing was axing people to death. um So he would go about like his main spots were weirdly enough like Italian grocers so he would go to the upstairs apartment of Italian grocers and kill the people upstairs so a lot of people thought it was like a thing against Italians you know like a racist thing and uh, there was a huge like thing in New Orleans where uh, Italians weren't loving it there you know because there was a bunch of like like, the police didn't care about crimes happening with them because they always assumed it was the mafia doing stuff and so like italian people kept getting killed and there was no justice so like it was a huge thing back then but essentially uh people kept dying and um no one was doing anything about i'm pretty sure the police just assumed it was a mafia thing yeah because there was there was a pretty extensive italian mob situation going on at the time um but yeah so they they went to the crime scenes and they just talked it up to be like okay we're not touching this this is a mob issue not like not my problem (laughs) pretty much yeah yeah so he went from may of 1918 to october of 1919 they say justice was never served but we will get back to that later yes because i disagree with that fact. i also disagree so continue um (laughs) <laughs> the weapons he used were actually never his own weapon, because you would assume like the axe man just carried his own axe around with him. I mean, maybe he used it once in a while, but most of the murder weapons he stole from his from his victims. What else <laughs> the word the victims, yeah. So they all just had axes. Well, yeah. In the think middle about of, it. Like, if you ha- the axe you- man's in town, no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway. Like naturally, in, if if you live in a house and you need like firewood and stuff you're going to have an axe in the shed or something easy solve why didn't everyone just throw away their axes like <laughs> well like, i was just thinking it's new orleans it's a city I mean, they all live in apartments and stuff yeah um, but yeah they're, but there's still chimneys okay still fireplaces all right this know. this is making more sense <laughs> you know what they they have were asked for keeping those axes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just keeping their axes <laughs> around <laughs> so um It is proven that he did not rob the victims, nor did he assault them. So his main motivation was just murder. Um, People think there's like different ideas for why he did what he did. Some people thought that he particularly liked killing women and was a sadist. And so it was like sexual for him, but without him assaulting the bodies. And he only killed men to get to the woman. Never proved that, but that was like. The most popular theory. Mm. There was a theory that he did it in the love of jazz, which you know <laughs> I like dad for rock the a love lot. Jazz. But- <laughs> what's the connection You don't know the connection between the axe man and jazz. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Please enlighten <laughs> <not> me. <laughs> Essentially, this man, the axe man, ends up leaving a letter, which I have it. <gasps> Um, you stole the letter. I have the real. Authentic you wrote the letter. letter. I am the axeman. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> so this is the letter. Hottest Hell, March thirteenth, nineteen nineteen. He sent this to like a newspaper or something, as all the good it. serial killers did back then. As yep. they did. Um, esteemed mortal of New Orleans, the axeman. They've never caught me and they never will. They have never seen me, for I am invisible, even as the ether that surrounds your earth. I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. I am what you Norlenians and your foolish police call the Axemen. When I see fit, I shall come and claim other victims. I alone know whom they shall be. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe, besmeared with the blood of whom I have sent below to keep me company. If you wish, you may tell the police to be careful not to rile me. Of course I am a reasonable spirit. I take no offense at the way they have conducted their investigations in the past. In fact, they have been so utterly stupid as to not only amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francis Joseph, etc. Why does it (laughs) say etc? I don't know. know. But tell them to beware. Let them not try to discover what I am. For it were better that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the Axe Man. And he kind of rambled for a bit. Sorry, Axe Man. I'm going to, like, paraphrase you. Okay. Now, to be exact, at 12.15, earthly time, on next Tuesday night, I am going to pass over New Lawrence. In my infinite mercy, I'm going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I am very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I just have mentioned. If everyone has a jazz band going, well, then so much the better for you people. One thing is certain—that is that some of you people who do not jazz it out on that specific Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. So he, he, so he was murdering people to scare them into all playing jazz music for him on a random Tuesday. Well, he was killing people before that, and then he sent that letter. I right, think, but you have to build up. You can't yeah, just you say that up. with I no prior he, murders. I yeah. think he wanted the attention of it. You know how like, Sierra killers like to have their thing yeah like I they think that everyone axe be- wasn't enough for him. Like I think he wanted it to be the jazz music. Cause that is kind of like frightening. Like imagine having unique. that power over a like city everyone's Hiring jazz bands to play Like that's insane It's a good time to be in a jazz business Do we think one random jazz band wasn't like How do we make a bunch of money (laughs) And they they capitalized They were like what if I pretend And tell everyone what to do (laughs) I would have made a jazz band so fucking fast (laughs) 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 You have no idea Um, But yeah jazz man killed A ton of people Um, Some of his victims Survived though And one of them was a woman named Rosie. What was her last name? I don't remember. I'll find it later. But Rosie, her husband, and her daughter were all visited by the axe man one night. And he killed all of them except Rosie, which was the mother of the child. They found Rosie holding her dead child in her arms. And she had, like, an axe thing on her head because he tried to axe her, but she lived. Um, And then there was other cases. There was one where, like, there was uh a couple not a couple they were cheating on their like respective spouses and instead of it like going viral that like going, oh, viral. going viral i don't know because it'll be viral back in the day uh, <laughs> uh, instead of like the newspapers being like oh the axe man struck again they were like look an affair you know instead look of like this harlot, this harlot this horrible adulteress yeah let's highlight her instead of the murderer in town yeah I think there was a theory that the axe men never visited them because they both survived I think people think that she made that up to try to get the attention off the adultery I don't know why all the blame was put on the woman for that but whatever but anyway there was a day where they found a dead body and it was right before all of the axe murder stopped was the dead body on like a beach Natalia? yeah yeah, yeah it was, on, was the on the beach and it was by axe, right? Yeah. Or no, it was a gun. It was by gun. Yeah, it he was, was shot in the blank. head and they found his dead body. And all the axe murders stopped after that. And the woman who killed him was sitting by his side and it was, and they noticed that she had an axe mark on her head. So they think that she recognized the axe murderer and she went after him and killed him. But they to this day say it was an unsolved case, even though after that man died, there was no more killings. Yeah. So, do we know anything about this guy? Like, no. They were. He told us things (laughs) about this guy, but I was too drunk and let me wait. See, because now I want to know who. Like, what did he do besides axe murdering? Do he have a day job or is just (laughs) jazz band? Maybe. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) No way. (laughs) You just cracked it. (laughs) Let's see. Sorry for the sniffling. If that. Yeah, I was actually gonna ask if you could stop. Oh, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll I'll have to get back to you on that. I can find it eventually. Um, but yeah, I'm leaving you on a cliffhanger. I'll have to find Damn. who that purse is another time. <laughs> yeah. So, my turn. Um, I decided to talk a little bit about the sultan's house and the magnificent, not magnificent what uh, the crazy slaughter that happened there okay <laughs> I've never heard of this so, <coughs> so let me tell you <coughs> sorry so um, in the beginning of 1727 is that right? wait yeah 1727 there was this crazy huge boat that came into the ports of new orleans and it was super bougie, super fancy um and off of it came oh well yeah off of it came this pretty this, like, parade of service workers of like you know cooks maids uh the other service people that's a really rich person would have in their house <laughs> um but it was pretty much a parade of them from the docks to this one house um it is this gigantic house on dauphine street um it takes up like probably a quarter of the whole block um and uh it was huge and it was owned by this man he had two sons he raised the two sons in there by himself and um eventually once they got older they moved away one moved to chicago i don't i don't remember where the other one moved to so he was all in that gigantic house by himself he was like okay i don't want to be here by myself i want to move closer to my sons um let's put this this giant house on the market The problem with having a giant house at that time in New Orleans was like, no one has the money to afford to buy that. So he was friends with one of the um, dock masters, dock people. um, And he asked him, you know, if if a boat ever comes in that is super bougie and rich and you know that they have money, you know, send them my way. I have a house for them if they want to buy it. And that is exactly what happened. Um, this boat and all of the people in it um, was owned by this mysterious sultan. Uh, he doesn't have a name from what I learned. Um, just the sultan, yeah. Just the, yeah, the, every, they all refer to him they've as the sultan. been on three tours and all of them only knew him as the sultan. Yeah. What's up with all these people not having names? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it more mysterious. But... Um, So this sultan, he was really, he was, I think, like 16th, something crazy, very far removed in line for the throne. Um, But, you know, he was parading around town being like, you know, I'm hot, poopy, I am super important and wealthy. He was very wealthy, but that's besides the point. Um, So he comes into town with his whole posse and all of his friends, um, and they move into this house. And... From the moment they moved in, they're just throwing parties all the time, like absolute ragers every night. I don't know, every night, but very often where, you know, the whole, I think at some point, yeah, the police kept coming by, you know, for noise complaints or just for things getting too crazy at the house. Um, But uh, they would just get paid off every time. So uh, actually every time that the police would get called to that address, they would sort of fight over who got to go because they would always get a nice payoff from it. Uh, Um, So it was just, like, really easy to do whatever you wanted in this part of New Orleans. If you had money, you could do whatever you wanted. You could pay off the police. Um, So, yeah, they were really living it up in this house, in this giant house, him and his friends, Um, until one day, um, I think it was... A woman was walking home... um, through the streets and she was passing by the house and she saw from under the door like a pool of blood was coming out from the front door and so she ran home screaming um she got home and she's like we got to call the police something bad has happened at that sultan's house cuz there's blood coming from the door so police get called of course they're like oh sweet we're going to the sultan's house we're going to get paid and they go and they're like uh oh <laughs> 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 this isn't uh, this isn't cool there's no money, it's just a whole house full of dead bodies. <laughs> I hate when that happened. And not just dead bodies, like dismembered and like body parts oh. strewn about the whole house. And it was just like pool like blood everywhere. And there were so many body parts and different bodies that they couldn't figure out a definitive number of amount of people that had been killed. Because it was just too many, they c- they couldn't match up the the, bo- yeah. the body parts. Um, so that leaves the question, Elimeo, what happened? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> and, and why is there all of a sudden at this party house at the frat house just so many bodies? I wish so, that would like, at a frat house. Oh god. <laughs> I wouldn't admit to that. <laughs> <Natalia's> and <laughs> next party. <laughs> Hey, our next part <laughs> <laughs> <We're> roommates. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that leaves a question: like, what happened? That because there's no way one, one person came in and just dismembered all right? of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so like a team effort. They were looking for the sultan. They're like, where? Where is this dude? Like, he should be here. I know this is a bloody mess, but we should be able to find him and eventually they found him buried alive in the back in the courtyard behind the house um and he had died from that <laughs> <What>? uh. <laughs> but yeah he was buried alive so it wasn't him cause that would kind of be extra for him to bury himself alive um so I don't know how like factually correct this is but this is what we were told on the different tours um so apparently a few days prior, uh, there was this unmarked, like, mysterious boat that had come into the harbor again. Um, and no one knew who it was, and they didn't make themselves known. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, these this house comes up with a bunch of dead people in it, and now the boat is gone. Um, so the story goes that the sultan... Uh, fled the Ottoman Empire with um, the girl or the wife or the I don't know, girlfriend, whatever. Like fiance or f- something. F- oh, fiance? Okay. So fiance of the current sultan? Or? Yeah, he was like the 13th in line for sultan or something, but the real sultan. Yeah, the real sultan. He took he, his so he took, he took his girl and went to New Orleans with all of his friends. And so obviously the the like real sultan was really pissed about that so apparently he came with a bunch of his buddies and tore the place apart and totally murdered everyone and they buried the sultan alive and then left yeah that wouldn't do it yeah (laughs) i mean that's kind of like a lot (laughs) for a girl (laughs) but you know she's probably worth it no, different like, times more of a pride thing you know not like oh, yeah. i want that woman like i cannot believe a woman was taken from oh me. yeah yeah you're right that's true that Makes sense. he killed the woman too didn't he yeah oh yeah he killed everyone um and today it's nine luxury apartments <laughs> 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 and people live in it and um i think there was one family he mentioned bobby i think mentioned um that oh yeah there's a after this one family because they lived there for a few months and then they just kept hearing like screams in the night so they couldn't take it anymore and they moved out so from then on they had to put it in the lease agreements and i think that's like a, a law in new orleans yeah with real estate that if there's like a known haunting or like i don't know if it is also Haunting murders or if someone was murdered there. Okay, yeah. Fun. Then you have to disclose that in the lease, and you have it has to be like a reason for the tenant to break the lease, um, so that you know. Oh, if you so sp- if they get haunted, they can they can split, yeah, and ah. they won't be you know, I don't know, charged for it or yeah, whatever that, there whatever right. happens with that. Um. So yeah, the the house continues to be pretty haunted. Um, I could not imagine living. I feel like if I lived there, I would just always imagine just like limbs everywhere. Yeah, I'd be I a little don't. bit disappointed if I moved all the way to a haunted part of New Orleans though and didn't get haunted. Quite honestly, I, I mean, are you moving to New Orleans to get haunted? I mean, I wh- why else? I don't. I've never been to New Orleans. I mean, it's it's before, a, but a very culturally rich city too. That's fair. <laughs> Jazz. Yeah, it's. <laughs> So. Although the the guy across the street is who upset me because we were on this tour and we oh were standing God, in front yeah. of the house across the street from where <laughs> the sultan was murdered and we were having all this explained to us. Yeah. And the guy like barges out of his house and starts yelling at our tour guide who's a nice old man who looks just like Fred Armisen. Yeah. And he starts like getting all mad and he's like how'd you feel if there's people touring outside your home like every night and like saying all this stuff I'm like dude you probably got this house on discount because it's across the street from a very famous murder site you know? Also, yeah. yeah I feel like did anybody consider that as a motive like the sultan's next door neighbors <gasps> they were sick <laughs> like, they, of the parties they, yeah, they were sick of the fucking party. <laughs> <Didn't laughs> they all just went in on it <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of dramatic again I mean clearly people are upset about it no I maybe it was that guy When did this happen? Uh, Like (laughs) the 1700s? Oh, he was pretty old. Yeah. 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 (laughs) He's seen better days. But yeah, he was, he kind of killed the mood a little bit. He did. And he was like yelling at poor Fred Armisen. I was so sad. He was also saying that we were leaning against the house, but we were not leaning against He was like, this house is so old, you cannot be leaning on it. And I was like, no one was even near, like we were all at least a foot like away from if it, i can breathe on your house and it'll fall over then you've got problems buddy <laughs> Yeah, if you need a little maintenance like i i understand to an extent like it's a historically important home i'm sure as all of them are in the french quarter but like you know you did choose to live across like one of the very famously haunted mansions in the city so yeah. you, know, you can't really i wonder how often he does that too he's the guy who was running our tour said he does this like almost every time seriously <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> <laughs> he used to get a hobby yeah Jeez louise was, like how loud could this tour be i feel like just go wasn't upstairs even loud. <laughs> turn the tv on you yeah. wouldn't even hear it <laughs> yeah. it was it was our friend group and another older couple and yeah are not like rowdy it's also like a like kind of like a bit of a party area yeah so, it is like i doubt we're the loudest people no because okay. there there are tour groups you know doing other history and ghost tours we that were on like, like 30 th- people three different tours and all of them went to that exact spot yeah so so yeah that was uncalled for um but yeah that's the short story of of the sultan's house um yeah, that's one that really stuck, because at every even when we went last year, that's a place that we stopped at. So I think we, we've we heard the story a few times by now. Mm. Well, it's I try to, like, I don't know, like, I wonder what, like, was the sultan running from something or did he just want to, like, have a party life, you know, and get away? I mean, and- I mean, obviously he was running from the Ottoman Empire, you know? Well, yeah, he yeah, stole that's run, yeah, he was running from his cousin or brother, or whoever... It was, that but then he was charged. just looking to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt bad for him. I mean, like I don't know his life, but yeah, it seemed like he just wanted to party. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like he threw some ragers. So, mm. oh well, R.I.P. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have anything else, Emma? Oh, I do. I have another, another hotel, same street. I think is the last one I talked about. But originally, I forget when it was built. I think sometime in the 1780s they built this boarding house for young boys. Um, and a, f- a fun fact: I was researching why New Orleans is so haunted. It's like one of the most haunted places ever. Um, yeah. And I like, there's no definitive answer, but bad shit just happens there constantly. Mm-hmm. Yellow fever—that was the reason a lot of the um, yeah. the brothels we were talking about started, like May Bailey she started it because her father got yellow fever so all of this like horrible stuff you know lots of just colluding factors but in 1794 there was a fire and a hurricane same time hit this boarding school the whole boarding school burned down completely decimated and i guess there were four five boys there who ended up dying in the fire um And then it went on to become a bunch of things. They didn't rebuild the boarding school. It became a federal courthouse at one point where General Jackson was indicted for something, or Andrew Jackson, I guess he was president later, but he was indicted for stuff. And then eventually it passed through a bunch of people and became a hotel. And today, guests in the hotel say they see the boys, they hear them laughing, turning TVs on and off. Um, And one really interesting story that I heard about looking into this was Somebody had gone to New Orleans hoping to get spooked. They stayed in this hotel. They were like, Yes, we're going to get haunted by these like five dead boys. Um, And they didn't get haunted. Nothing happened. They went on ghost tours. They complained about it to the ghost tour people. They're like, This isn't real. This place isn't haunted. And then they went home and they went through the pictures on their camera roll of their trip. And at some point, they were like going through and somebody had taken their camera while they were sleeping in this hotel room and took a picture of them like from the ceiling ceiling level of them sleeping in their bed yeah that's that's poor one that we heard of but, um, and like I don't know for me like there's some people who are like oh like what if like one of the people who worked in the hotel took it and took pictures of them but like then they that's have to get a ladder, and that's also so much worse yeah that's so like, much yeah. worse that would mean they have holes in the ceiling and they took the camera and then either got a ladder and they slept through that which is horrifying or <laughs> went to their hole in the roof to take the picture yeah if i'm getting haunted i would rather know about it in real time yeah as opposed to after the fact you go home and you're like oh i was being haunted Here's some proof. Yeah, no, that would freak me out way more. Yeah. One of our tour guys says that, like, has happened to multiple people since, but, like, now on their phones. Because apparently that one was on, like, a camera. Like, a camera Camera. printed out and stuff. Yeah, it was a disposable camera. Yeah, that's horrifying. I don't think I could stay in that hotel. And our other tour guide, Bobby, who we've talked about a little bit at this point, um, he, I feel like he was. He took a skeptical lens at a lot of the ghost Yeah, things. he is more to the historical side of things. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he said, we asked him about it, or it, it came up, and he said that that was one of the ones that he actually, you know, not believes, but doesn't think is BS, you know? Yeah, there was also other bad things once it became a hotel that happened to young boys who stayed there. There was a boy, his name is Armand. They weren't totally sure about the name, but apparently, in room two oh eight, this little boy got thrown off the balcony by someone. Either he got nobody knows who threw him off. They assume he got thrown off because he was like a kid. Yeah. So it was like suicide, probably. Probably not. Um. But yeah, room two oh eight is like the most haunted. Apparently, he's there all the time, and this like little boy just got Aww. yeeted off this balcony. His mom was like, "Oh no, it goes." Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, <was> so sad. <laughs> I mean, probably, but... <laughs> Either way, his spirit's there now. <laughs> if it yeah. wasn't the little ghost boys who killed him to begin mm. with. Yeah, no, the, our Fred Armisen guy, he he said that if you look on TripAdvisor, like, even today, there's recent um, reviews saying that they've felt haunted things there, things that happened to them in, during their stay. Yeah, like room it's supposed to be the worst. Like, people yeah. feel a lot of dread and... Like as recently as like this month, I think is what he said, or last month. Yeah. Um, Which I also think like when people say their suitcases are thrown around, like I believe that hotel's haunted, but I could also believe that some of the like cleaners are trying to spruce it up a little, you know, like by throwing stuff everywhere. Oh yeah. (laughs) Or like let's, uh, (laughs) like let's let's go through their stuff and see what they have. Like it's a ghost. But yeah. I don't think I would stay there as much as I want to stay in a haunted hotel. Yeah, no. Apparently, I was trying to find ghost stories about the hotel that we stayed in, the Bienville house. Mm -hmm. Um, But the only one I could find was kind of lame. It was just like a woman who walks through the walls and people wake up in the middle of the night and she's like watching you sleep. Yeah, all I could find when I was looking at the Bienville house was just like, there's, like, a woman who walks through walls so people can see watching them at night. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a man who does creepy stuff to women, woman, but they couldn't find the source of where either of those spirits came okay. from. So it's, like, less interesting. Yeah. Um, did you do any research into... Or were you going to talk about Marielle's? Mm-hmm. Or Marielle's, whatever the hell you call it? It's all you. Hell Marielle's, yeah. Muriel's Muriel's so either, I think. There's this restaurant <laughs> in New Orleans called Marielle's, and I might be pronouncing it wrong. I'm sure Michelle will tell me later. <laughs> but... It is like a really popular restaurant. It's really good. I went for brunch. It was it was popping, not gonna lie. But not the point. So a long time ago, the guy who originally owned the restaurant, he had a really bad gambling problem. So he would he was the type of person who would gamble on anything he saw. You know, like how fast someone would cross the street, like all that kind of stuff. And eventually he ended up gambling his restaurant away. Um so he lost the whole thing and he was like <laughs> so depressed about it, he was like wait it's not officially theirs yet so he had a plan he went and did his will and he put the restaurant to his sons in his will and then he went back to the restaurant and he killed himself in the restaurant yeah, he um, like off hung himself from the balcony something like that um because he was like "Since so it's not officially theirs when i die it'll be given to my son but that's not how it works they settle your debts first so he was just dead and his sons didn't have a restaurant so it still went to the people he gambled it to um, and he just killed himself in there so the restaurant went on um, but eventually they noticed like some hauntings and stuff like when they did a grand opening they noticed that chairs were getting thrown like full like glasses and stuff like thrown at people and they later discovered that if they put out dinner for the ghost every night in this little room which I think was near where he killed himself like they had a table all set no one else could sit in there with a glass of wine and dinner and they put out every night and apparently when they did that the haunting stopped because he was like pleased or something with dinner so they've been feeding this ghost for over hundreds of years essentially and so one of our tour guides was telling us we had two tour guides who had like an inside scope on this the first one um, Fred Armisen he said that he worked for the city for a long time and so he was part of the board that was like deciding whether or not like restaurants could stay open and they were saying no to most things yeah during COVID sorry um but New Orleans was one of the first cities to like fully shut down um and so they are being really strict like they were saying no to almost every restaurant and then he gets this paper on his desk that's from Marielle's and it's like okay what's your restaurant what do you do why do you need to stay open and it said to feed the ghost and he had never heard of Marielle's before and he was just like what the hell? <laughs> and so he walked to his like supervisor, and he was like, "Hey, look at what just got put on my desk," and showed it to her. And she went, "Oh yeah, the mayor already signed it." And he was like, "What?" And she was like, "Yeah, Marielle's is staying open," and they granted Marielle's to stay open for takeout, but mainly so they could keep feeding the ghost. <laughs> so Has get- anybody tried eating the ghost food? <coughs> like, what would happen if I sat down there and ate well, it instead? Apparently, you can pay to eat dinner with the ghost. If you pay a lot of money, they'll <laughs> A small a sum of $2,000. <laughs> $2,000. Yeah, I think so. You can eat with the ghost. Yeah, you can have dinner with the ghost. And so that's the whole thing. But then we had another tour guide named Bobby. Yes. Um, you know Bobby, good old Bobby. He was very skeptical, very into historical stuff. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the whole historical aspect, that guy gambling the restaurant away, killing himself, all that stuff was true. But when Mary Ells was opening, they were like, we need a way to get people into this restaurant. What if we say it's haunted? And so they hired someone. Bobby knew the person that they hired to write the ghost story and come up with all this. So that ghost thing like isn't real. They just put out dinner for the gimmick of it and like have people pay $2,000 to eat there and then also use as an excuse to stay open during COVID. But that whole ghost thing, it's not real. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah that's just disappointing I know it's hard but, but the the story of the man jumping off the balcony and the gambling thing that is true yeah don't worry the suicide was real yeah like <laughs> the god, really sad was part so concerned I was like god he didn't kill himself <laughs> don't worry story ruined he didn't give away his kid's inheritance and kill himself <laughs> damn it <Aww. laughs> no don't worry he did do exactly that um but yeah, yeah. I thought that was very interesting yeah and it I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise me that people have not like out it that more. The only reason Bobby told us is because I was like, oh, I like our tour guide told us they got to stay open during COVID because of this. And then Bobby stopped in the middle of the street, put his hands on his hips and looked (laughs) at me and went, oh, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) He I swear to God, we were stopping every 10 feet. I'm yeah. not even kidding. Everyone says they have ADHD, but and I thought Bobby was like making the joke, but Bobby meant it. Like it was oh, yeah, so no, Bobby easy was, to derail him. Bobby was serious. I mean, he he just knew. Everything. He knew everything. He was like so into history and knew everything about New Orleans. He also told us like a really funny Nicolas Cage story. Which, if we have time, I will tell that one as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't really have another story, honestly. I just did the Sultan. Hmm. did you have anything else no I, got, I covered all my things Oh, period well i will share the nicholas cage story oh. then yes. so you saw season three of uh, american horror story which, yes and you so you remember kathy bates character delphine Lalaurie? yes yeah, yeah yeah so she um was like a really really horrible slave owner and like to the point where like other slave owners looked at her and were like, "Dude, what the hell?" You know, which is yeah, like she was like psychotic, psychotic, and she she was torturous, like murderous. And the only reason they found all this like stuff out about her, I mean, people like were suspicious, of course, but they were called to her mansion because of a fire. And when they showed up, the fire was on the stove, and there was an enslaved woman like chained to the stove. And they were like, "Did you do this?" And she was like, "Yes." Like I purposely set this on fire and they were like, why, why? And she was like, cause I rather die in this fire than live in this house for another day. And she was like, please arrest me. I'm begging you to arrest me and get me out of here. So they're like, okay. And they did it. And they were like, we need to investigate this more. And so they started going around and they were like, um, can we have the key to this upstairs, um, attic thing that you have going on? And then the husband was like, yeah, for sure. Let me go get that. He never came back he like ran um and i'm retelling this from a tour guide who told us this so natalia if you notice i messed this up okay thank you um so that happened and then they were like madame larie you better get this key or shit's gonna go down you know mm. paraphrasing but that's like what they said so she was like okay and then she locked herself in her room downstairs or something like that. Yeah. So they couldn't get there. <clears throat> I think so. And they end up busting down the door and they found like all of these enslaved people like on torture machines. Like there was one woman with maggots growing out of her head and like just absolutely insane and i think there was a pile of dead bodies and like all this stuff. they found so many dead bodies like horrid horrid stuff yeah yeah so like okay we need to arrest her so when they finally got into her room she had like snuck out through a window and i guess she had been like carried away on horse and carriage and they never found her again so she just ran away and got away with it um and so they went through the whole house like emptied it out um saved who they could save but for the next like few days people said that they could hear like people screaming from in the house and the police kept going to check but there was like nothing there so they were like okay it's like haunted now um and they later came to find out when they dug up the house recently that there was people who were buried alive in the house so those moans that people were hearing were probably the people who were buried alive yeah and so now it is known for being super haunted it's like a super expensive house. Anyone who buys it moves out within months, you know? Yeah. And oh, well, it's like on the market? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a private residence. And one so. of the people who bought this house was Nicolas Cage. And he so moved his family into He moved it. his oh, whole family dude. in because he said, I'm built different. So, <laughs> he, Why would you want that house? after, Like haunted or not? Guy. He's a freaky guy. So he goes to, he's like a regular at this bar down the street and he he never reports anything about the curse ever and he's getting drunk and then he starts demanding everyone at the bar it's literally within the same block like it would be like it was down like yeah no it was the same block across the street pretty much exactly yeah. um 200 feet at most so he is like demanding <laughs> everyone to drive him home and everyone's like no dude literally just walk and he's like "Uh, oh, fine and so he gets out of the bar super drunk calls over a taxi stops the taxi makes them stop opens the door yanks a woman out throws her on the floor she's pregnant um and gets in the taxi and has them drive him to his house um and this story makes like national headlines and stuff you know like it's Nick Cage very tiger Woods pregnant woman thing. out of house yeah i mean didn't know taxi. nick cage was like a horrible person apparently he's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I don't laughs> he's like you. yeah sucks um. Apparently, a lot of people thought he was cool, but apparently not when he's drunk or when he's working. Apparently, that's when he's horrible. Yeah. But um. so he gets home, and then all this stuff happens, and he starts saying that it's the LaLaurie curse and that he, like, he thinks it's the curse that's causing his bad reputation, oh, not his horrible yeah. personality. <laughs> so, you know, the, old, the ghosts made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> he ventures sure, sure. into, like, the square, and he pays this like psychic or whatever and he's like and she like tells him a few like little like little things like oh you have children oh X Y and Z you know to get you know like, stuff going. off Wikipedia you know <laughs> and it's like you know saying like very vague things that anyone could be like oh yeah she's she knows her things and then at the end she's like but if you give me five thousand dollars I'll tell you anything you want and he said oh okay <laughs> bang five thousand dollars it was like how do I get rid of this curse And this woman was like, oh, shit. And So she was like, here's what you do. Go to St. Louis Cemetery. What you're going to do is you're going to build a huge pyramid for your own tomb. And it's going to be taller than all the other tombs. And that'll make it go away. So that's why he did that? And this man did it. And so he built the tomb and he paid for like the eternal care package which means anytime it breaks the church has to pay to rebuild it and <laughs> yep. that thing has been struck by lightning six times <gasps> there is no metal in it none of the other things have it's been struck by lightning it's not the tallest building it's not even the, the tallest like it just keeps getting struck by lightning it's just being smited <laughs> and the church keeps having to rebuild it <laughs> and w- one, another fun fact that Bobby gave us this, this whole story is the credit of Bobby we yes. love him yeah um he said that Princess and the Frog, when they redid that whole cemetery for a chase scene, because that, that was the only movie that the cemetery has given, like, rights to film to. Yeah, because the it's, last, Disney. Cause it's Disney. Because um, it's Disney. it wasn't that animated? It was animated. But yeah, they but... went in and they, like, took, like, I forget, like, scans of the whole place oh, okay, to make okay, it, okay. like, accurate animated. <laughs> the only tomb they took out was Nick Cage's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure it's kind of an eyesore yeah for sure yeah, it's like, gonna look stupid a giant pyramid a bunch of <laughs> yeah <laughs> they didn't take anything else like it it, it wasn't even meant to be there yeah. were other tombs that they were like it's not the right timeline but all the other ones weren't the right timeline <laughs> yeah and then another thing was um oh yeah when Nick Cage got like everything taken away from him because of like tax he fraud or whatever yeah. what? he went bankrupt the only thing that they couldn't take from him was that stupid tomb <laughs> yep <laughs> you, know, you shout can't out to take Bobby away someone's final resting place so. mm-hmm. oh okay. yes that's funny funny stories yeah so well, Nick Cage has a deep history there yeah and but everyone hates does him does he still live there? no the whole city hates him though